0: everyone, and welcome back to yet another installment of the weekly catch-up podcast. It is Wednesday, November 17th, 2021, and this is the 88th episode of our humble little show. I'm your host, Carson Gibbons, and as always, I'm joined by that guy, my good friend, Mr. Red Colvin. That'd be me. What is happening?
1: Life, man. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's been a busy week. Gearing You're just up, all up.
0: giggles. Thanksgiving break, you know, we're, we're gearing up for it. So, Oh, so you, you're, you're winding down. You've only got two more work days left, huh? Well, it's like winding down, but then also like really prepping
1: because there's the space in between Thanksgiving and Christmas break where it's just going to be like crazy. So I'm like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta focus right now because these next three
0: weeks, like could make or break some of these students, to be honest. Really? Uh, Like in terms of passing or? Yes. Yeah. Let's say that some kid doesn't pass like a particular class, like what would happen? They're retaking it. Can they retake it next semester and still graduate on schedule? Or are we dealing with like people that aren't graduating this month? Uh, So let's say it's a freshman, sophomore, junior. If
1: they fail it, like they'll uh, probably retake that semester the following year. Um, If it's, senior then it's a little more critical and we have to like work something out to where I feel like I can give you a passing grade like that means you're probably working on other classes but you're doing a lot of stuff for me on the side um and that's that that's like out of my generosity really (laughs) yeah yeah so uh I feel you yeah so I I, yeah so I
0: definitely try to avoid uh doing all that but well hey i need to go back to podcast school because uh, how about we do our our theme song real quick <laughs> yeah man david
1: monza uh david monza's uh, gonna tell y'all what we're about so let's get it
0: it's the weekly catch up with carson and brad To talk about the week we done had, it could be sports, religion, politics. We keeping the tabs. You would think they work for Gucci, how they deep in they bag. Get your facts up. On Wednesday we'll be counting the stats up. So turn the volume up till it's maxed up. You know the drill. So tell a friend to tell a friend to relax up and chill. We back up. This is the weekly catch up. Kicking off number 88, Mr. B-Rad. Rest yeah. in peace, young golf. We lost a good I know, one man. My goodness. It looked like uh, his literal, um, I guess it was a Bentley, like a, a camouflage Bentley from his music videos is like his daily driver. <laughs> yeah. It's like on the scene. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I just saw pictures from it. I believe there's video. I didn't, since it just, ha- I guess this is today's, uh, the first time in a while today is a must heard yeah um yeah there bringing that segment back <laughs> Unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunately with this piece of news so for those of you who don't know uh rapper young Dolph has been gunned down and killed um i i do they have any idea who who did it did they catch the
0: the person or not not to your knowledge I I don't know, he was uh, apparently, Memphis is going crazy, by the way, like their local news coverage of this is actually it's kind of comedic because it's like, okay, small market and I mean, this was like they were, they they had like their white button down guy that was like, young Dolph, and I just Mm -hmm. communicated with this other rapper, XYZ, and it was like very it was very funny, but they were like, yeah all of the Memphis top brass from the police department and criminal justice unit are on site, and it looked like he was at this cookie shop that he'd been at several times, like on IG Live mm-hmm. or whatever. And I, it looked like he might have been inside and they just mowed bullets through the front window pane or something. But um, yeah. yeah, it was he. The, do I know him from a hundred shots? Is that what I know? him from? Uh, I bel- yeah, I believe
1: so. All right. I, well, I, I didn't. Li- yeah, I didn't listen to much of his
0: music, to be honest.
1: I think um, but yes it is 100
0: shots is his main jam that um it's ironic yeah. now <laughs> anyway all right dude do they all just get gunned down like pop smoke and uh this dude mo3 like yeah man and it
1: seems like a lot of these guys that get gunned down i mean they might be gang affiliated but it seems like a lot of them are always trying to help the community and then get gunned down it's like you know, you got, you got people that complain, like when celebrities make it out, you know, they don't come back, they don't help, uh, you know, they forget where they came from. And it's like, well, look at what happens every time they go back to where they came from, you know, it's, uh, I great. mean,
0: you, I think that being in a gang and doing good things for the community are not necessarily mutually exclusive. I think that Sure. like, especially, uh, narcos, you know, those guys fund the towns, you know, they build the cathedral, yeah. they build the, uh, yeah. The places of worship and all sorts of stuff going on. So, give back to the community and break them off. You know, everybody's on an allowance. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think that maybe if you come from that lifestyle, and I had a, did I tell you about my conversation with the Uber driver uh, on my way to the airport a couple of weeks back? I think so. I don't know if you mentioned it on here or not. I was talking to my familiar. I was talking to my Uber driver and he put on Mo3 outside and I was like, I love this song. And he and I literally Mm -hmm. both just like jammed out in silence. And then after the song was over, I was like, it's cool to see Dallas rappers doing their thing. Like, and he's like, yeah, I didn't know at the time that Mo3 was dead. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so he, he, he was from the area, like had intimate knowledge of like, you know, uh, adjacent people to Mo3 and he Mm -hmm. literally chalked it up as he goes, man, when you're a star and you're rising, people don't like to see that. And they're going to try to tear you down, whether you're slaying dope or not. You know, like you start getting airplay. You come from that life. You roll around in the mm-hmm. hood with your rims. Like people don't like to see that. And he's like, it's like a, yeah. a bucket of ants. You know, they're trying to crawl and pull each other back down. And I, I was like, that's really interesting. But it was a, it was one of those Uber rides where you're like, you remember the top five that you've had where it's like, <laughs> yeah, I remember one time I got into a, an Uber going to the airport and the former director of marketing for the Atlanta Falcons was driving me. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was, what? <laughs> she gave me her card and her resume. Cause I was actually affiliated with the American marketing association at the time and um, kind of a small world, but yeah, quite the descent. Although yeah. That's a nice, nice title with a, a globally known brand. But if you know anything about front office for for major sports, like I used to be friends with the director of marketing for the Dallas Mavericks, and I think he's over at Texas Motor Speedway or something now, dude. That's a thankless job. Like you do everything mm-hmm. from like, you know, design of you know new apparel that they're running out that mm-hmm. night to halftime show, like all in-house graphics, all it's like a production heavy job. Would you say that there's not a like
1: long uh, longevity there in that position? Like, do, do they have a lot of turnover?
0: Or... Well, the guy that I'm referencing kind of specialized in this and went from sports franchise or, uh, you know, league to league. Mm-hmm. And he had pretty good tenure, but I remember like, I don't remember why we met. I think it was maybe something, he was on the board with me at one point, but um he kind of showed me a day in the life and it was kind of like being promo for radio back in the day where you'd work your eight to five but then you had to go be on site you know repping merch or doing something like down to the actual av production of the the physical spectacle of the game and i was just like screw this yeah it's not like a well-paid position i wouldn't think yeah Uber's crazy, man. <laughs> you can't <laughs> get one. You can't get one anymore. I, I went to I went to Miriam Cochina Latina uh, uh-huh. in Clyde Warren Park, this uh, really great um, Mexican joint that took over for Lark in the Park, and it overlooks what used to be Saber Gastro Pub and is now Mi Casina right there in the park, which is hot Love demand. Yeah. Hot demand. They, they shuttered that West Village one and did this one, which I think is like... Mm-hmm. I mean, it was nice because you can get an outdoor lounge. They had like a um, a band playing on the lawn. And if you got one of the outside booths at Miko, you were like looking directly into the park and they have like the nice it's new furniture for for Miko. They have like these cool wraparound love seat apparatus. It's it's cool. Yeah, but all right. uh I went to book an Uber and it was gonna be like $78 to take me half a mile and they weren't the biggest deal is that they're half an hour away. And I live I in the it. heart of it. Yeah, not worth it. We just have a national shortage of those because I think they all pretty much quit doing that during the pandemic and or switched over to Uber Eats. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like unemployment is still so sweet that, that people aren't having to make other ends meet, but it seems like restaurateurs, Uber, the gig economy mm-hmm. is really struggling to find people at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's that's what it, like, it seems like every uh, every restaurant, you know, has, like, a flyer on the door saying that uh, they need, or that they're hiring. Uh, it seems like a lot of people have quit over the past few months. I mean, throughout the entire pandemic, but still pretty rampant.
0: So, how has your week been? Uh, we recorded in person. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Brock for... Sorry about this, <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that that was my first thought too. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, switching it back up again this week with uh back to virtual. But how has your week been? You're just wrapping things up before the holiday and Yeah, man, been pretty
1: pretty crazy. Um, basketball practice Sunday, basketball game Monday. And Tuesday, another basketball game tomorrow. Um, podcast tonight, hanging out with you on Saturday. Courtney's birthday on Sunday, and then Thanksgiving break. And uh, so it's it's uh, one of the busy yeah. ones. Um, but I'm, I'm I mean I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the weekend. That, that's that's a good kind of busy. So that's uh, yeah. That'll be good. Um but yeah, week's going well. Uh, I feel like a lot of my lessons are going really well uh this week. We're wrapping up like every book. Um for sophomore juniors and seniors we're doing uh Frankenstein. We just finished Great Gatsby with the juniors, uh doing Animal Farm with the sophomores and uh providing a lot of good discussion. Got some got a lot of cool projects that were turned in for Great Gatsby and projects will be turned in at the end of the week for the other two, so Uh, really proud of my students this this time around it's been pretty cool legit that's
0: a better report than the last couple of weeks honestly you were kind of like ready to ready to ring some necks at one point yeah they've been they've been kind of crazy and um,
1: (laughs) yeah I don't know but but this week has been pretty solid so I'm grateful for that actually uh, one of my sophomores was like "Uh, yeah your fiance's birthday is this weekend right I'm like did I tell you that? And they just like, mm-hmm. kind of laugh. And I'm like, how, did I post it somewhere? They're like, Oh no, you said it on your podcast. And I was like, Oh yeah, you guys still listen. <laughs> so shout They're out like, to the sophomores that, that are still tuning in.
0: <laughs> remember that rambling monologue that you published to the web every week, uh, that yeah exposes inner thoughts and has the peer review of Carson Gibbons. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty great. I would love to, um, perceive myself and or you as somebody else given the information that we we put out here that sometimes we forget, we kind of forget about or maybe it's um of less value over not of less value but each individual word might carry less weight with each episode yeah. posted
1: <laughs> right so if like you're yeah it could be pretty uh you know for the first person tuning in compared to the one who's been listening since
0: uh, the beginning episodes um yeah what, what what always blows my mind is like our equal democratization access of you know publishing to these platforms where you know we have a weekly catch-up podcast episodes playlist on youtube now mm-hmm. so if you happen to get into that rabbit hole it'll continue on that playlist and like we're in the feed um we did a slight boost on one of those videos to experiment and it's interesting to see how like you know, we do YouTube before and after uh, mm-hmm. different videos and then suggested videos. And um, what was my whole point in telling you that? Um, data? Are we we uh, listeners, the, the
1: types of people that are listening?
0: Yeah, th- that's where I was going. My mom had made a comment probably a couple months ago where she was trying to clarify for me where she had gotten a particular fact or, or viewpoint um, frame of view and you could tell that we were just a part of, like, her media ingestion. Just like Joe Rogan is talking in her ears, so are we. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of got locked into that that media frenzy or whatever, because it, it's just whatever you ingest through your AirPods all day. And yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Um, we're definitely not qualified for that. but I, I, mean, just... I mean, I guarantee we're breaking the news of Young Dolph to
1: uh, several several people uh, on yeah. this episode, so... <laughs> So, I mean, we're, we're doing our part. Um, how, how are you doing?
0: Good, good. Yeah. I um, finished out the week uh, last week. Uh, just, it's kind of like a mundane existence sometimes during the week. I'm not, and there's comfort in that, but, you know, I usually kind of get up and do my morning routine and work like a madman for as long as I can and then go to the driving range and, get Chipotle, take a sleeping pill, go to bed, like continue the simulation yeah. the next day. Um, <laughs> keep, yep. Keep cranking it out. And that sounds, you know, not adventurous sometimes, but, you know, my body feels so much better in the mornings when I'm just like temperamental with my, or tempered with my diet and mm-hmm. sleep and all of that. So just trying to power through, cause I've had to remain pretty vigilant at work. Like it's like things are changing and Um, things are always changing and I need to be comfortable with that and kind of, um, remember that everything that we're doing is kind of like an experiment. Um, sometimes, um, Mm -hmm. as, as we try to do different things with our go-to-market, but, um, this weekend, Saturday, I'd been thinking about cars a lot and I think, I think I told you that I definitely mentioned it to a couple of friends and you know, my escape was kind of on its last leg in yeah. some ways like you could definitely- I mean but it, but it yeah it's been a, it's been a good vehicle
1: yeah it's been, it's good been a too,
0: great yeah. it's been a great vehicle um but my dad had just told me he's like go over to CarMax and just test drive whatever you want so I kind of had that moment where Saturday midday I was like oh I should do it and then i was like no I'm gonna put it off and go play 18 and so I just put CarMax into my my GPS and went over there forced myself to do it and just met with this woman and kind of like rattled through a bunch of different cars I wanted to see and what they had available. And Mm -hmm. um, so she, I ended up test driving. This is really random and not really (laughs) representative of like an affinity per se, but I wanted to test drive the Ford Mustang. And I also wanted to test drive the Cadillac XT five. I think it's like the, um, the SUV, their little midsize SUV that I've had like two or three of those as rentals and always loved them. Um, it, it's a little bit too smart of a car for me but it was cool because the Mustang really caught my eye um, like I was trying she brought up the XT5 for the test drive which you can do alone now because of COVID yeah. they're like go do it I'm like okay so I take it out and I'm I'm doing all that and I bring it back and she has the XT5 ready for me and I watched her drive the Mustang away and I was like quit it Carson like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I really liked the the back like it was kind of like the wide body and it was sloped like it was a nice tent job all blacked out all the Mustang sure. like decals were were blacked out even the rims on the sides are all blacked out Ooh, and that's sexy. yeah it, it didn't have a spoiler which I liked it didn't have like the mm-hmm. really bad lip go- it wasn't all you know Tokyo drifted out if you will yeah yeah, yeah. you're not need for speed and uh I get you well I am, but in a different way. And we'll we'll get to that. But anyway, I test drove the XT5. It was too smart for me. It was like vibrating whenever I would go over anything. And it (laughs) vibrates the seat if you're like, you know, drifting into the next lane. Like it was too smart for me. Um, A little bit too much of a mommy car, I felt like. So anyway, I just, I got back to the the lot and I said, really like that Mustang. And I looked down and they have like their 24 hour test drive thing. And I was like, can I take it for a 24 hour test drive? And she goes, you can take it till Monday because we're closed tomorrow. I was like, okay. So (laughs) I negotiated like a 52 hour test drive. I was like, I can't be here in 48 hours. Like I got meetings. I could be here by like 435. Mm -hmm. She said, okay. So I take it. And I was planning on going to uh, Benbrook Lake on Sunday to go see Heston and Chloe and Aspen and their new place. They just Mm -hmm. moved in mere weeks ago to this, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I could spend the whole podcast describing this new compound that they have, which is just, it it was, I don't know if they want me putting their business out there, but it was perfect because I knew it was going to be a little bit more secluded and remote, but I'd never seen such a perfect treatment of like country seclusion with suburban effects. Like the entry to this neighborhood is just amazing. Uh, The neighbors are spread out his next door neighbor has $2.5 million worth of cars in the stable garage. Like he has a a Lexus LFA. It's like a $1.4 million car or something crazy. Um, So they're around some very capable, qualified people. And so I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to take this Mustang over and have Heston look at it and give me the 411. Mm -hmm. And so we test drove both. He had just gotten a brand new uh, Corvette that's like all tricked out. I think he went to Missouri to pick it up and it is it's unlike it has uh, two oh crap handles on the passenger (laughs) side and it's like all it's like a spaceship it's crazy yeah but he he flipped through he showed me a bunch of stuff on this car that I didn't even know how to do like with all the different modes and um, Uh there's some sort of performance package on it that he had identified because it's just it's not a gt it's not a, a big engine it's like a turbocharged eco boost but it is a four-cylinder okay. and uh but that that sport mode that you can activate or, or racetrack or anything like that um i don't know if it feeds noise in through the speakers that make you feel but you turn on that sport mode and all of a sudden it's like <laughs> vroom, you know it's <laughs> like, it, all right <laughs> and it flies like the First day I had it, I ended up going to the golf course. I didn't play 18, but I took it about a buck 20 on the way there during the test drive. Love it. And love it. I I'm not like an autocross F1 guy, like I don't want to race this thing. I'm I'm not gonna use it as a daily commuter, like I walk to work, but I typically get into the car and go 50 minutes in any direction, like down to Keene, over to Crowley, mm-hmm. up to Plano, over to Arlington for golf on the weekend, So, uh, I was just kind of vetting this thing and I bought it Monday. So man, congratulations. Yeah. So I just kind of was like, all right.
1: <laughs> I thought this was going to end with like, yeah. So I'm thinking about it, but <laughs>
0: that's great. Yeah. So it, it's wrapped around a light pole. <laughs> no,
1: no it, it's wow. Beautiful. That's
0: amazing, man. Congratulations, bud. Thank you. I just thought it was, um, I thought about it a lot, but then I would just try to not think about it. I was like, uh-huh. just, just get it. Like, yeah. it, it's probably not a 10 year car. It's probably more like a five-year car or something like that. But it's mm-hmm. also one of those that if I can keep, if I can keep it nice and stuff like you could keep it around. Um, yeah. So I now have two Fords. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. I've got the, uh, I actually need to go pick up my old car at CarMax still. <laughs> but <laughs> But, yeah, I would just walk back in. I was like, I'll take it. It was, yeah. it was cool. They made it really easy. So I'm going to so, see this on Saturday. You will. Okay. You will. Good. You will. I'm a, have to I'm go excited. around the block or something. Yeah, I don't think it's when I'm around real car people, like, mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, I'm, that, not, a re- that, that's I'm not a real
1: car person. So I'm going to be like, this is amazing. I had, I had an O2 Mustang. Um, you did. Mm-hmm.
0: Blue? Black. Black. Mhm. Yeah, Yeah. it's funny. Sounds I'm good. seeing Mustangs everywhere I go now. I'm following them That's on Twitter. Like, This isn't indicative of some sort of... I, I guess the big thing I'll say is that it, it's a convenient narrative after the fact, but this is my third Ford. My first car was an F-150. Um, I had my Civic for a little while, and then I had my Ford Escape and kept that for 10 years, still have it, and now I have a Ford Mustang. But here was the deal. It was, it was a normal price, but it was a 2020 with 13,000 miles on it. Yeah. So it, it had all that new computer stuff that like, this is my first backup camera, bro. This is my first everything. Yeah. And it was the right amount of smart, right amount of muscle. And I just liked it. I was, I don't know. I, I made the mistake. We had a Thanksgiving social today at work and yeah so we in were person? all like no it was over social we're having our, our okay. in person in january but it was over social okay. so it was like bring a desktop item that you're thankful for so everybody basically had like picture of their family here's the newest thing that i just got like gabriel just got a new guitar he was really excited about and so mm-hmm. i grabbed a picture of my family the new keys to the ford mustang and <laughs> i didn't clarify what it was i actually was kind of funny about it so we were in presenter mode and i said uh and I'm also thankful because uh, Ed, Ed can attest to this, our CEO. He's had the misfortune uh-huh. of riding in my car several times. And he starts laughing. I said, uh, I got a new car for the first time in 10 years on Monday. And I just kind of held up the keys oh, and the, the camera. So then they were all like, what'd you get? And then I said it. And bro, the amount of hate that I took. It was incredible. Really? Yeah, like. Okay, because I've
1: noticed like you're kind of talking about it and it seems like you're trying to like justify why you're getting it. It's making a little more sense now, but
0: I I would have been
1: trying to justify it.
0: Yeah, I would have been trying to justify it regardless in some ways, but today today irked me a little. I was like, because I didn't understand. I was like, what am I like what stereotype am I missing? Maybe I'm Mm -hmm. I would say that maybe I'm too old for that demo. But at the same time, like, every good old boy has nah. a, you know, Mustang GT Premium, you know? Like, I'm like, is it a white <laughs> trash thing? Like, what is it, you know? Yeah, and they didn't, they just, they just laughed? Uh, well, I got, I got feedback from a couple of, like, a couple of the guys slacked me, and they were like, dude, that's a sick car. Like, send me a picture. uh um, yeah. I think that you can go a couple different ways with it. Like not every Mustang is created equal. Like you can have the rice mm-hmm. rocket, Tokyo drift, blue lights under it. It's yellow and orange. And yeah, that would be stupid, but you could also have like an a hundred thousand dollars special commemorative one. That's got V eight and could haul. But I told Michael and Heston, I was like, dude, I can't even imagine what the GT premium is like compared to this. Cause this thing I'm already going to kill myself with, you know, hey, yeah, it gets up. So I think once you see this one in person, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll make sense because it looks really sleek and it handles awesome, right, right specs for me. Because i had been mm-hmm. looking at Lexus and BMW and some of the others, but the compromise that I was going to make was going back to 2016, 17, 18, and I didn't want to do right. that. Yeah, you got a newer model that has the stuff that you want, it looks sleek, I think maybe the sentiment on the call was like, Oh, you're a douchebag," or something like that. Oh, well with or without the car. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I could be on foot and I'd be yeah. a douche. <laughs> yeah. I'm like,
1: we didn't need the car. Like, yeah, uh, navigate away on my hovercraft. <laughs> 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 no, man. Congratulations. That's, that's awesome. I can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah. Um, thanks dude.
1: And, and I'm hyped
0: for you. Thank you. I'm, I'm spoiled just having a new car, new to me. Right, and yeah, that's it's, exciting. Uh, it's flawless looking, um, no blemishes. It's, it's the right amount of. Um, I don't know. I think if it had been another model year and/or kind mm-hmm. of finish, I might not have been as, as partial. But the ten, like you'll see. Anyway, yeah, I like it, bro. We have a, uh, we have competition on the podcast, bro. Oh, I know. And I'm super happy about it. A lot of our listeners, a lot of the tots, when Peter Gust came on and offered his thoughts on everything, I think he was yeah. only prompted for a thing or two, but he ended up giving his <laughs> thoughts on geopolitics, vaccines. And yeah, it was, uh, it was incredible. It whet the appetite of many people that wanted to hear more. And for those people, you are in luck because Dr. Peter Gust our recent guest has teamed up with his friend and orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Zachary Hill Mm -hmm. for a new podcast that I didn't even get this until I, it was like a day later. It it was, Um, yeah, it's clever. Skin and bones. Skin and bones podcast. Um, Took me a minute to get that one, but I think we should, uh, we should rebrand as like, Hey, welcome back to the Ear, Nose, and Throat Catch-Up. <laughs> <laughs> we're respiratory. <laughs> so they started a podcast. Um, they, they put a, a debut episode out on YouTube and I think uh-huh. other platforms. We were comparing notes. They're using, um, they're not using Anchor. They're using like an Anchor competitor. So I'll be anxious mm-hmm. to kind of compare notes on that, but um. Yeah, I listened to the first 20 minutes of the first episode. They're kind of starting to set the premise and mm-hmm. go into some backgrounds and, you know, all that stuff we had to do back in September of 19. Yeah. You remember that? Yep, Yeah. You got to try
1: to convince the audience that you're a good guy and worth, worth listening to. And uh, they're, they're <laughs> obviously like <laughs> way better at that than we are. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> Doctors. <laughs> yeah kind of perspective is yeah. that They're a lot
1: more qualified
0: so <laughs> yeah, we're like listen to episode yeah. one where we try to convince you we're good guys and then i just steadily tear that down over the next 87 <laughs> installments
1: yeah oh so yeah super happy for them you all have to check them out again that's the uh, skin and bones congratulations peter um it, it was good to hear from you i have not finished the episode yet but i did start it and i'm looking forward to finishing it up so
0: I'm watching them because you know they're they're starting this you know kind of in the we've got a boat right Mm -hmm. it's creating a wake that you can surf on yeah and then we see surfers kind of going and Uh it's interesting to watch people fly and you kind of like set them free and (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to do the brian callen routine (laughs) right now that he does for (laughs) chrystalia yeah
1: it's
0: like you (laughs) know yeah we, we uh
1: we turn the engine
0: on and uh, <laughs> strapped you up. The
1: anyway. best part is
0: when, when Brian Callen goes, bro, I, I spawned you out of my <laughs> loins. You started within me. <laughs> Dumb. No, but I got followed on Twitter by them and I'm like, all right, yep, good logo, uh, burgeoning social media presence. And then they followed me on Instagram and I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they have a full media blitz approach. Like, watch the throne, baby. Watch the throne. I, I bet we're a week away from like their merch dropping. You know, or <laughs> like, hey, I'm skin, he's bones. <laughs> we'll work on you. Hey, hey, <laughs>
1: winner a <free> consultation by <laughs> one lucky winner. Oh, that's that's amazing. Well, yeah, you didn't know. I already ordered us two hats. So, yeah, yeah, skin and bones.
0: Oh. I thought you meant for our podcast, you traitor! Oh no, man! <laughs> no,
1: I'm a fan of their podcast,
0: <laughs> bro. I'm this just is kidding. not why I'm bringing them up. I'm I'm bringing them up to throw some shade and give them some listeners. Yeah, love it. Someone at the door. Sounded like that's it, number eighty-eight, but... folks. <laughs> Thanks for tuning <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah,
1: we're, uh,
0: we're done. <laughs> yeah. You want to take a break? Uh, sure. All right. You all good on your end? Yes, sir. Well, take us home. Take us home on this finishing stretch, Mr. B-Ren. What else is take going on? Take us home. Um, Tiger King 2 came out.
1: Wait, it did? Yeah. It's it out. Ca- I have not started oh, it. Oh. Oh. What are
0: we yeah. doing
1: here? Yeah, we, we got to get going so we, can, uh, so we can catch up on that. Um. I watched the first three episodes of you, so I'm getting there. I'm pretty crazy.
0: Love is loving. Um, I hate that name. She, yeah, you really, you really grow to disdain her in this season, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, she's she's pretty wild already. So looking forward to seeing how that
0: uh, how how that makes so much more is. sense about Tiger King now because I'd been seeing articles about. I thought they were still just teasing it because when I last clicked into that tile on Netflix, it was still trying to get me to rewatch season one mm-hmm. in preparation. So I guess it was it debuted today, the 17th, right? There we okay. go. Yep. Did you catch uh, Michael Che's new special on Netflix? No, I didn't know he had one. Yeah, it was. I don't know if he knew he had one. Like he was sitting on the oh. stool like by minute three. And yeah. I mean, it was, like, such a slow build. I I keep watching further in because I'm like, maybe it gets better and darker as he goes. That's kind of his style. But, I mean, it was, like, immediate pander. Like, Oakland, yeah, man. What else is new? Like, sitting back. I'm like, dude, you never captured me from the get. Like, tell a joke. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he had uh, that series. It was, like, a kind of a sketch type thing on hbo i don't know if you
0: saw any of those episodes sure um they were decent okay They're cool he's obviously a talented guy he's head writer at snl and mm-hmm. got to a big spat with um tim dylan this week it seemed like really uh, they, yeah they exchanged some some blows via twitter and instagram uh just over that i guess the big bird sketch where they had pete davidson play joe rogan and they were still going in on the horse dewormer stuff like i took horse medicine and big birds mm-hmm. like well i don't know if i can take horse medicine i'm a bird and he's like well i'm a human yeah. and i took it and it was like have we not been through this like it, it seems so yeah tone deaf of nbc um anyway so tim dylan brought it up and was like there was a billion ways to make this sketch funny blah 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 he does that on twitter and michael che comes back on instagram story or instagram live and says hey man uh you know, if you want to put them up, put them up, but it's easier to get famous as a media figure than it is as a stand-up comic, isn't it, Tim? And, you know, so they're just, like, going back and forth, and Tim ended up commenting on it on a couple different podcasts, and it was kind of interesting. I think they both gave each other props in the long run, but it did kind of fuel Mm -hmm. the discussion this week and lead some people to think, maybe this, like, perceived tone deafness on the part of nbc and snl was intentional to generate buzz and conversation so
1: interesting playing the long con
0: yeah like because it was just so it was like bro like we we saw this last week you know like we know what ivermectin is and right i shouldn't have said that like we got dinged on this last video because of vaccine mandates and Mm. um i will not make that like a a bullet point or a hashtag in our copy ever again because even upon revision we hit every red flag on youtube and the google was not a thought that was the thing that got us censored that is the number one thing that can get you censored right now is um, anything related to covid vaccines anything like that Um, or i would say the trans community as well is a very it's almost like if you discuss it it's like if I try to promote this video as though it's a video related to vaccine mandates, I'm not allowed to because only the WHO is basically allowed to do that kind of thing. Like whoever Google, YouTube, and China chooses. So it's a very, mm-hmm. it's a troubling situation. Like even my guys over at Full Send Full Podcast, they're like five episodes in and they're like, bro, this YouTube stuff is for the birds. So they're like yeah. trying to create their own Patreon on their own website. Dang. I heard we need to be on Patreon because Tim Dillon is making $190,000 a month on Patreon. Yes, I agree. That's what I'm saying. Paywall, baby. Yeah. Shirtless episodes on Patreon.
1: (laughs) 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 And we'll tell you the rest on Patreon. (laughs) Yeah. well, th- that's, that's, uh, that's unfortunate to hear that there was a spat between them, but I did hear that two other people made up in media um, either last night or the night before, and that would be none other than Kanye and Drake. They met at an event with Dave Chappelle. Um, if you know the streets, you know this man named Jay Prince, and he uh, kind of pulls some strings, and um, he was able to get the two together uh, because they're trying to get Larry Hoover out of jail, and if you don't know who Larry Hoover, I, I mean, I, I know we're kind of trying to wrap up here, but um, <laughs> I, I, I kind of just wanted to mention that they were together, but they were there for uh, the the reason being that they're trying to um, get Larry Hoover out of jail, man. <laughs> okay, who's Larry Hoover? Uh, this dude was connected uh, to some gangs way back in the day. They're saying that um, he was wrongfully accused of. Uh, a murder or two
0: um
1: larry and hoover that's about all i know
0: is an american gang leader co-founder of the chicago street gang gangster disciples
1: yeah Hoover's
0: hoover is serving six life sentences at the adx florence prison oh florence colorado florence colorado is where they send the baddest mofos that's where Chapo is okay It's really interesting. Like when I went up to Ridgeway, Colorado to visit my parents and my friend, um, Karen and Kayvon, they have a a beautiful home at the top of a mountain up there. The culture, when you get out in that rural color, like you hear about, uh, they're like, don't pick anybody up on the highways. Like if you see a man Mm -hmm. out in the woods, like do not engage. Like that might be like, Florence is like the highest maximum security lockdown Mm -hmm. in America. I believe it's like Guantanamo without being a black site. Wow. Um, yeah. So he did it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I'm, what's the motive? Are they trying to get him out to like spit some bars or get him out, and get him out?
1: No. The, uh, Larry Hoover Jr., uh, his son, has been trying to get him out. Uh, he even had like a small feature where it's just like him talking on Kanye's new album. And then they were both on uh, Nori Yeager's podcast, the Drink Champs, uh, this past We well, Kanye was on the last two episodes, and then they had Larry Hoover Jr. on with Kanye the last episode, and just trying to talk about you know how he was innocent and what they're trying to do to get him
0: out. So, this isn't the guy that Denzel's American Gangster is based off of, is it? Because this guy's Chicago, Uh. and wasn't American Gangster was that New York or was that Detroit, Chicago? I want to say American
1: Gangster was New York. I know Jay Z is New York, so I would imagine that he would want to
0: oh, rep it's based somebody on, from. It's based on Frank Lucas, a gangster from LaGrange, North Carolina, who smuggled heroin into the United States. Okay. Got it. All right. Well, yeah. is that all just a ploy to get back in front of Kim? Uh, he's like, look, I'm saving people too. Yeah uh i don't know man they
1: were just both there with dave chappelle and they were they were hugging it out and uh they uh kanye made like an instagram post so at least for the moment all is
0: well dave is the uh the kanye whisperer like when kanye went out on that Mm -hmm. wyoming rant and dave was like hey man yeah Uh, he flew flew up there like without being asked was like i'm coming to see you uh yeah he's like i know i know what it's like to be
1: painted crazy uh and I will say, like, if you're, if you, I'm not, I'm not assuming that a lot of people care about what Kanye has to say, but if you're interested in that kind of thing, like, he sounded very, like, stable and on point. Uh, and he was, and because of the platform that he was on with these last two podcasts, um, he just sounded a lot more clear headed. He, he talked about a lot of the things, like, that he had mentioned, uh, just like from, like, TMZ and stuff like that that he'd been kind of getting dinged and canceled for. And with this platform, like, the right questions were asked, and he was actually able to elaborate and sound a lot less crazy um, in, in a lot of his ideas. So uh, I, I thought it was kind of interesting. That doesn't mean I agree with a lot of the things that he was saying, but it I could definitely see more of uh, where his head was at. Okay. Yeah. Well. Wow. Good.
0: I'm glad yeah, that man. you can... You have a closer relationship with Kanye now.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, first rap album I ever bought, so you know. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm devoted. The graduate? No, late registration, the one before
0: late. that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Shows how much I know. Well, R- Riviaon um, wasn't playing around. Ribion just kept nah. going up and up yeah. and up. Yeah, should have bought it. I did. I bought it at no, ninety-five, I, I, and then I sold it at hundred and five
1: yeah i I mean i should have bought in and kept it but i
0: I didn't even play i should have sold all my bitcoin a week ago i just need it the plan is if it goes back to 67 i'm going Mm -hmm. to sell some and um hey last
1: podcast you said a hundred thousand by christmas
0: yeah, I think that they're hedging that now. I think it's, they're saying 80K by January and I'm like, oh, okay. But if it goes up to 67, 68 again, I'll be in such a good position that, um, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I've got some some intended uses for that cash. So we will see. But I I feel like I snapped out of this whole like, oh, long-term investment. Like I'm kind of like, well, maybe I should just be like playing the waves, like making money. Mm-hmm. And if I'm up, sell it and you know entertain these rivions of the world but i keep trying to get on on one of those ipos through uh, Robinhood because it just seems like they all mm-hmm. skyrocket and but this rivion thing is interesting because it exceeded the market cap of like you know several household name companies and yeah. jason calcanus was tweeting about it and just saying like how is this possible like it looked like somebody had come in and bought up a, a good number of shares, maybe after hours yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he was going on this like conspiracy theory that Amazon had taken a big stake in Rivian. That's what 100- I okay. So mm-hmm. I think maybe this is true. They did take a big stake in Rivian, drove the price up even higher. And then they're buying a hundred thousand trucks from Rivian. Yeah. And they're doing that at 70,000 a piece. That's 7 billion so they're going to do all that, but then they're going to make all that money back by offloading the stock at, at yeah. a certain strategic point. And I'm like, well, that's just like, it'd be right. great to, you know, have all the strings.
1: Yeah. And then I believe they're going to be made like at Ford factories or something. I don't know. They're, they're going to be able to be producing quite a few, I believe. Anyway, I don't know. There, there, are, there are a couple strings being pulled there to
0: make them pretty successful, it seems like. Well, the race is on for EV, you know, it's like uh, even a few short years ago, I think a lot of us were like all vehicles electric by 2035. And now I -hmm. I totally see that handwriting on the wall. Like it could be 2030 uh, just because GM has made so many strides with their acquisition of cruise and all of the things that they've done, like, you know, uh, with self-driving autonomous cars and electric vehicles Mm -hmm. and the new it's like there's all these sleek new designs coming out from like the new Ford F-150 EV is like pre-sold out the butt. They've got yes. like six, six digits worth of orders already uh, domestically, I believe. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, one of the small, small investments that I'm hoping will, that, that I'm investing in, um, I think I might have talked about it several podcasts ago, but I still own a little bit of it is uh, Blink Charging and uh, also Charge Point. Mm-hmm. which are uh, electric vehicle uh, batteries or charging stations. Um, so just uh, if anybody's looking at things to invest, I mean, I, I definitely think that could be a viable option. So
0: seems like that would do nothing but, you know, raise in value um, over yeah. the next several years as these things become more prevalent and demand spikes and mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we'll see.
1: We'll see. It certainly will. Um, new Adele album this Friday. Check it out. Go have yourself a good cry. That's, that's about all I got.
0: Yeah. She's still skinny. People are still mad.
1: Yeah. I'm like, and they're like, lost all this weight and still sounds the same. I'm like,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no excuse to not a, be sexy. <laughs> why is,
1: why is this a headline? Doesn't make sense.
0: Um, cause the world is backwards and you know, the, the hottest political fighting ground at the moment is, the the library at your local school that is the local fighting ground right now i don't even want to go into it today um things that the, the censorship that we're seeing right now where you're just cut off um in in book form and like it's it's so the idea the, people being able to control what you even think or talk about is like so post-apocalyptic in this country 1984 and, baby and, and it's just nobody realizes like it's gradually being taken you're gradually surrendering your freedoms and just like it, it's scary i'll i'll leave it at that i'll leave it at that
1: anyway yeah p- ponder and, and chew on that a bit yeah peeps
0: yeah Tots maybe and skin bots. and bones will tackle it next week <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh man that's great Meanwhile, we're just your uh, nose, and throat over here. So number 88. Number 88. Thanks, B-Rod. Bronx. See you Saturday. No, thank you. Yes, you will. All right, buddy. Well, thanks for sticking late at school. Um, yeah. I've, I've got to run off and do some other stuff, but it was good to catch up with you. Yeah. Just want to say I love you. I love this thing that we're doing
1: here. Um, I love you too. And I, and I love everybody that's uh, continued
0: to tune in. So thank you guys. Thank you, Tots. We're grateful for y'all. Um, probably won't be here next week. Maybe sometime.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, you, I'm off during the week.
0: Are you? Uh, where Where are you having Thanksgiving at? Uh, here. Okay, I'm gonna come see you then because I'll be I'll be right there. Nope. All right. Catch you later, Tots. Peace out.